Have you ever wondered how Jesus sees you? And I mean really sees you. Have you ever wondered how the God of the universe who created you, when he looks at you, what does he think? And if you knew, would that make a difference? Today in this episode, we're going to look at how Jesus sees us. Even in the midst of rejection, even in the midst of our worst fear, Jesus looks at us with love and he can tell us exactly who we are. Welcome to the Closer to Jesus podcast. My name is Ashley Enos, and I'm convinced that the answer to every problem is a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and how he shares his heart with us. Colossians 2.3 tells us that in him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Each episode will be dedicated to strengthening our relationship with Jesus and growing more in love with him every day. Hanging on the promise of James 4.7 that says if we draw closer to God, he will draw closer to us. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil for an expected end. And how amazing is it that Jesus thinks about us? He has thoughts towards us, and he spends his days thinking on those thoughts. And he is not confused about what he sees when he sees us. He's not um, perplexed. He doesn't, he doesn't ever feel afraid or worried or not sure. Jesus is very certain about his own thoughts. And, and this is enough to stop us in our tracks. He's telling us that He thinks about us. The God of the universe who created the smallest butterfly and the largest galaxy has time in His day to stop and think on us. And these are the words of someone who is interested in building relationship. He doesn't just think on us because He created us. He thinks on us because He loves us and wants to get to know us. And the woman at the well, she needed that revelation. She needed to know that Jesus thought about her in order to move forward with her life. Psalm 92.5 explains, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. His ways and thoughts are so much higher than ours that we would never know them if he didn't tell us. If it wasn't for the fact that Jesus desires to share himself with us, we would never be able to even catch a glimpse of who he is. And when we encounter this God who loves with so much abandonment that he would sacrifice his own son for us, he imparts his ways and thoughts into our life. We start to think like he thinks and we start to do like he does because he shares himself with us. And we are changed because he took the time to do it. Just the knowledge and experience of spending time with Jesus is healing. Let's read about this infamous woman at the well, the one who started out with rejection and fear and didn't want anything to do with anybody, and yet she was changed because Jesus took the time to stop and talk to her. John 4, 6 through 10. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour, and there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water." Okay, so here's what Jesus does. He goes to the woman 
at the well, and he waits for her. He's tired from his journey, but he knows there is a woman I need to meet. And so he sits on that well until she comes. And when she comes, he draws her into conversation. He looks at what they have both in common. Why are we here? We're both here because there's a well. And so he asks her, would you give me something to drink? And Jesus knows how to draw you into conversation. If you ever feel like maybe the Lord wants to talk to you, look at where you're at. Is he discussing with you your surroundings? Is he talking to you about your situation, your relationships? What is it that is going on in your life that he wants to bring to the surface because he's interested in your life. He's interested in what's going on. And this woman at the well, he had something much bigger planned for her, but he needed a starting place. And so he stopped and he said, I need something to drink. John 4, 11, the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Are thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go and call thy husband and come hither. Okay, so now they've both come into agreement. We're at the well. We need water. He's asking for water. And then he tells her about this living water. And she doesn't know about living water. She does, she's never heard this before. He's telling her something that she knows nothing about, but she's interested. He's drawn her in. And so now he's taking the conversation one step further. And he's saying, go find your husband. Go get your husband. And he, he's, he's pulling out something about her life that needs to be dealt with. There's something that needs to be addressed. Verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, and that sayest thou truly. And the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. So here's here's where we're at. Jesus, he's drawn her into conversation. He's pulled up something she's interested in, this living water she knows nothing about. And now he's asking her to go get her husband. But now it's personal because he's asking her for something she does not have. She doesn't have living water and she certainly doesn't have a husband. But he knows this about her. And because he knows this about her, she's able to tell this is a man of God. And so now they have established that he is a prophet. He is somebody that comes from God, that knows something about her. And the conversation is deepened. And so in verse 20, it says, Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what, and we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him." God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So Jesus reveals something to her that she didn't know. He's saying, go get your husband. And she's, I don't have a husband. I can tell you're a man of God. And because of that, the very next verse, she is able to talk to him about something spiritual. 
She is confused about where to worship. She doesn't know where to go find God. She knows what what the Jews say. She knows how they practice. She knows it doesn't fit together. And there is confusion in her life, in her faith. And because there is confusion in her faith, there is confusion in her home. And that is how um, our faith gets demonstrated through our, our home and how we live and and. If she knew where to worship, if she knew for sure where to find God, maybe everything else in her life would come together too. She needs to be seen, and she needs to be known, and she needs her questions answered. And Jesus stops so that he can take care of this for her. In verse 25, the woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come to see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And then they went out of the city and came unto him. So now that her her understanding is cleared up, when God frees her from that confusion, she doesn't know where to worship, but Jesus is sitting there telling her, you just worship in spirit and in truth. All you have to do is worship wherever you are. Make sure you know who God is and worship Him. And then He reveals the key to her worship. He unlocks this new this new path in her life, this new calling on her life. He says, I am the one you're supposed to worship. I am the Messiah. I'm the one you're looking for. And now everything suddenly makes sense and everything is put into place because Jesus saw her as a worshiper. He saw her as a woman who would worship him in spirit and truth. And he was out looking for a woman just like that. And so this woman at the well had come there and she had been rejected and her life was a mess. It wasn't, she wasn't following the way things were supposed to go. She was outside of God's will for her life. And in one conversation, Jesus said it right. And now she goes and she speaks to all these men who had rejected her. She speaks to the men who created confusion. She speaks to um, that her confusion in her own life. And she says, come and see. Come and see the one who told me who I actually am. Not who you think I am. Not who the what I did wrong. Come and see the one who actually sees me. And because Jesus actually saw her, She got close to him. She let him in on her confusion. She talked to him about it. He was able to talk to her and set her right. And her whole life changed in that moment. She was different. Nothing would ever be the same. So one of the things I really love about prayer is that time alone with Jesus, that he is waiting there for us. He's never too busy. He's never um, out of reach. He's always sitting there at the well waiting for us to talk to him. And we can talk to him about anything, anything that you are confused about, anything that you might need help with, anything that is pressing on you or or um, bothering you, a, a loved one that needs help or, or something you see in the world that you know is not not right, doesn't please God. You can bring it to his attention. You can sit and you can talk with him and he will see you and he will know you and he will talk back to you about 
what he thinks and how he feels because remember he knows the thoughts he thinks towards you and if there are any thoughts out in the world that we want it's it's those of Jesus it's how he truly sees us he saw this woman at the well and she was rejected by everybody else and he put his finger on her and said this is someone that I know will worship me and so we're going to pray today that God would would release that into our lives, this desire to sit with Him and talk and listen and and have that one-on-one close personal conversation with the Creator of the universe, um, fully God, fully man, who understands exactly what we're going through and, and knows the answer. He has the answer. He knows what you need, and He can give it to you, and He will. He wants to. His desire is to speak to you. And so in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for my friends, and I thank you for the gift of prayer. I thank you that you have made yourself available to us, that there is not a a waiting that has to take place to speak to you, that any time that we are ready to talk to you. You're ready to hear us. And so, God, I ask that you would just anoint my friends here, Lord, that they would they would feel seen and known by the creator of the universe, that, God, when you, you built them, you built them for prayer. You built them for worship and that your desire is to know what's on their mind and, and to, to see them with eyes of love and compassion and that you will turn rejection into purpose and you will turn um, fear and anxiety into faith. God, you are you turn water into wine. Lord, there's nothing you can't do. So I thank you for the miracle of turning water into wine, that you, you would sit and wait for us at the well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Song of Solomon 2, 10 through 17. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. And for lo, the winter is past and the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth and the time of the singing of birds is come. And the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. O my dove that are in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs, let me see thy countenance, let me hear thy voice. For sweet is thy voice and thy countenance is comely. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. My beloved is mine, and I am his, and he feedeth among the lilies. Until the day break and the shadows flee away, turn, my beloved, and be thou like a roe or a young heart upon the mountains of Bether. How do we take what we've learned about the woman at the well and apply it to our lives? How do we draw closer using this experience to help us in our own walk with Jesus? One, we, we intentionally spend time with Him. We make time. We dedicate time. We, he, is the, he owns time. <laughs> he is the creator of time. And so we give Him time and, and be honest about what's going on. Be truthful with the God who already knows. Talk to Him about where you're at and what you're going through and expect Him to help you, and He will. And as you draw close to Him, He will draw close to you. I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode, and I would love to hear what the Lord has put on your heart. I invite you to join me for a live Bible study on Facebook or YouTube every day at 5 a.m. Central. In this study, we are moving faith forward as we connect with Jesus by making Him the first thought on our mind. Visit ashleyenis.com to find books, Bible studies, and more. And you can always find me on Facebook or YouTube.